0: If you're a Cleveland Browns fan looking for a break from the emotional roller coaster that is the price we pay from loving than hating our Browns, then a big welcome to Cleveland Browns Anonymous, a group therapy podcast to help you survive the season. So let's start our meeting. Hi, everybody. Midweek, getting ready for the Atlanta Falcons, time for another meeting of the Browns. Cleveland Browns Anonymous group with me once again, Brooke Riley. Brooke, how are you doing on this rainy, cold day?
1: Good. I think summer's over.
0: Yep. Just turned the heat on in the office. Well, a couple thoughts leading up to Sunday. Had a chance to uh, watch NFL Red Zone on Sunday, watched a lot of different teams playing, and of course watched the uh, New York Giants-Cowboys game and that awful uh, Denver 49ers game. And then, of course, the uh, Coupe de Gras was listening to uh, the Bill Simmons podcast, which, by the way, I highly recommend. He's He's got a real good podcast, but he and cousin Sal are on there. And I mean, they're just trashing the Browns. <laughs> I mean, really. Last year, the Browns were one of the top five. This year, basically the same team without Baker Mayfield and with a definite upgrade in Jacoby Brissett, and now they suck. So go figure. But I'm watching all the games. I've listened to Bill Simmons and cousin Sal. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? The Browns have a pretty good team after watching some of the direct over the weekend. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, it's I mean I try to avoid them, which is hard because I, I think the two of them together are You know, I think they're some of the best podcast content out there. But it's just just kind of hard to just hear them always trash uh, the Browns. I don't understand. I would say that Jacoby Brissett, after three games, is a major upgrade at quarterback than Baker. So I don't see how they think we're a worse team than we were last year.
0: Yeah, I think uh... (laughs) – Look at all they do is follow the NFL. I mean, during this time of year, and you know, Bill Simmons follows the NBA, but certainly Cousin Sal follows follows the NFL. And I I just stunned at at just a level of conventional wisdom, um, listening to them, listening to uh, Pick Six, the CBS podcast, which is again pretty good. You know, the conventional wisdom on Jacoby Brissett is just breathtaking. I mean, first of all, a quarterback needs a good team around him. I mean, that's to start with. If you don't have a good team around around them, you're not going to play very well. Now, nobody's saying that Jacoby Brissett is the second coming of Peyton Manning, but I definitely think he's the second coming of Bill Nelson, who came from the woeful Pittsburgh Steelers of the 60s to the Browns and led them to three great years. And Bill Nelson was behind a great offensive line. He had Leroy Kelly had Paul Warfield, Gary Collins. I mean, he had like three or four hall of famers on that team. Bill Nelson was a journeyman quarterback who all of a sudden got really good. Same thing with Earl Morrill. And you know who I was thinking about the other day? Again, before your time was, uh, Everybody who anybody who was a certain age remembers that uh, Brian Sype game, Red Wright 88, the first of many heartache heartaches for the Browns. Well, who was the quarterback for the Oakland Raiders? It was Jim Plunkett, a total retread. A guy who went from number one pick in the NFL. Unfortunately, he got thrown into the dysfunctional New England Patriots. He spent the next three or four years just getting battered and bruised with incompetent coaching, a terrible offensive line. And then he was Al Davis's reclamation project. So all of a sudden, here he is. He's got a great offensive line with two Hall of Famers on it. He's got a running back. Great running back. He's got a great team. He's got a great coach. His coach was not John Madden, but his predecessor, who was a very, very good coach. Memory. But look at you put Jacoby Brissett like a Jim Plunkett with a great offense, and you're going to see what you saw with against Pittsburgh. Your thoughts?
1: I think I want to see how this team responds after the Falcons game, where the level of play, you know, starts to get amped up a little bit, you know, the Chargers, the Patriots, the Ravens. So I think that just seeing how the offense works, I have full confidence that they have the ability to score when they have the ball. I think it all kind of comes down to uh, the defense, but I think Jacoby is played outstanding. I think this is the best team he's been on, I think. And the best coach. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and he did have Bill Belichick in New England. So I think, you know, it might be the second best coach. But, you know, what? I'm kind of glad that the Browns, I, I much prefer the Browns to fly under the radar I think I'm still scarred from that Freddie kitchens season where they had so much hype. And then I think you were over my house and the game against the Titans. And it was just, they laid the biggest egg. And then you thought, okay, first game. And then I think they played San Francisco.
0: No, they played the jets. I think that was the,
1: yeah, they played the jets. They barely won that game but they got the W and then they went to San Francisco and just got annihilated. That's the game where I broke not one, but two remotes. And I was like, so I kind of hope they fly under the radar. I kind of hope that the media out there doesn't think they're very good. I don't think Kevin Stefanski gives a crap about that. You know, he's a one game at a time type of coach and that's really how you're supposed to be.
0: Hey, let's stop here. We got to pay some bills. 30 seconds and we'll be back. Getting your house ready to sell or you just need some basic repairs and you can't get anybody to come out or even return your phone call. Then call Riley Painting and Contracting, your home mechanics. For all of your home repair needs from electrical, plumbing, roof repairs and getting your house ready to sell. 45 years in the business, a triple A on the Better Business Bureau. And we're on the preferred contractor list in Cleveland Heights and Shaker Heights. You can contact us by calling 216-371-8160 and leave a message. And guess what? We'll call you back. You know what? One of the, the things that astounded me about Bill Simmons' podcast the other day, where they were recapping the games, was his take on Carolina. He just couldn't stop talking about Carolina's defense, how tough they were. You know, they're really good. I thought to myself, are you kidding me? Game one, Carolina defense could not stop the Browns. The Browns went up and down the field at will. If Jacoby Persett had had a couple games under his belt as opposed to just coming in, getting used to, you know, Amari Cooper and just the whole uh, concept of Kevin Stefanski, they would have scored 45 points easily. Yet Bill Simmons is going on and on about Carolina being a surprise team and how good their defense is. Look at the Browns actually played I think, three good defenses. Let's just say I agree with Bill Simmons. Carolina was a good defense. The Jets have a tough defense. Their offense had some question marks. Their O-line had some question marks. And, of course, thanks to Joe Woods, you know, the Jets look good. But their defense was tough. They played the Ravens tough. They gave up a couple of, you know, one or two big plays, but they kept Lamar in check. I think Pittsburgh I mean, Steelers. Is, Steelers have got a good defense, but I mean, they don't have a bad defense. So. Well, I think
1: it's safe to say that we've played good defenses. We haven't played great offenses, but, and that's what kind of scares me is because they made Flacco look like how he was on the Ravens. He looked, he made Mitchell Trubisky look like, you know, a top 10 of, uh, at his position. And Baker, I think they kept them in check until those, you know, last couple, you know, where they gave up those big stupid plays. But hey, we'll see if Justin Herbert uh, will be playing. Mac Jones, they're unsure if he's gonna be. Able I think I think
0: they're both to gonna play. be out personally. So Browns could, you know, things could maybe be breaking the Browns' way. I think the Atlanta game is gonna be a good test of both the defense and whether Joe Woods can keep it simple and play to his strength, which is his secondary and let these guys just play simple coverages. Hopefully he's going to blitz more. Hopefully miles Garrett after that car crash uh, is going to be able to play and any word on Jadavian Clowney as of
1: the word is he will probably play but I don't think anything's been confirmed.
0: Okay. Well look at the Browns have are like the Guardians. They have an offense that is unique in the NFL where they are ball control team. They run, they run hunt, they run Chubb, they've got a great O-line, and they've got possession type receivers. They are unique in the NFL. And that's what just screamed out at me watching all these games. So I predict what the Browns are going to do. Their game four. Jacoby's understanding this offense. He's understanding the concepts that Stefanski's running, and vice versa. Stefanski is starting to see that we've got an accurate passer who can hit a couple of bombs. And I think, unlike the the Carolina game, I think the um, I wouldn't be surprised if Brissett hits a couple of big plays to uh, Peoples-Jones or Njoku up the scene. I can really see that happening, a couple of chunk 30-yard plays. So This would
1: be a good test for the defense. I think a lot of people, a lot of Browns fans think that the Falcons game is going to be a cakewalk. After the Jets game, after the Panthers come back, I am not, I am, you know, I'm assuming that you know, I don't have a lot of faith that the defense can hold out and close out a game. So one thing, and I was reading about this last night was, you know, the Falcons have some pretty, pretty good young uh, offensive skill guys. So this will be a good test for the secondary. I think the issue with the Falcons is uh, their quarterback and their defense and their ability to not be able to close out a game so I don't think this is going to be a cakewalk I hope this is the type of game where the Browns just just smash them and we'll see but I think it's in Atlanta so it's in in a dome so Atlanta yeah
0: yep and the Browns last uh, line I saw they were up uh three and a half so yeah I think the Browns um I think they're going to ball control if they're going to play. Again, I get, keep getting back to comparing the Browns this year to last year. The big difference is there's no Baker. There's Jacoby. Everything else is basically the same with uh, an upgrade on receiver with Amari Cooper. And, but that, that's the difference. And if you had Jacoby Brissett running the Browns uh, offense last year, they would have been yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, just removing Baker is addition by subtraction. And I think, uh, it's going to bear itself out over the course of the year. I think Carolina Panthers by, I would say by, you know, week eight are going to be fed up, you know, with his, uh, his act. So, so anyways, yeah. So a quick, uh, quick update, a quick podcast. And if we got some time, we'll uh, we'll check in uh, on the pregame on a Friday or Saturday podcast. All right, Brooke.
1: All right, sounds good.
0: Okay. Bye. All
1: right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Cleveland Browns Anonymous podcast with Mike Riley. We have a lot more content on the way as we get this new podcast started. You can also check out some of our other podcasts like the Cleveland Real Estate Investor podcast and other new ones that will start soon. On any platform that you find yourself listening to us on, feel free to leave us a like or comment or follow us. It always helps.